Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples. AKA MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony Parish in San Jose, California. What's up, dude? Dude, was it season three? Episode two. Let's go. Episode two now. Which is so crazy. If you guys aren't, go to our YouTube. We have a YouTube. We have a YouTube We're MDD plug it Media. Every time. Uh, MDD Media, like and subscribe and, and watch us and, and watch our guests. If you're just wa- if you're just listening on Spotify. Yeah, you can finish so. the episode, but then go watch on YouTube. Go watch it out. Comment yeah. down below. <laughs> <laughs> our guests look great, by the way. They so you really... definitely want to tune oh, in. Oh, we said they. Oh. They? Is that giving something away? A couple of people? Oh, interesting. Okay. Maybe some best friends. What? We'll see. We'll have to <laughs> watch and see. <laughs> watch and see. So Anna, what's um what's new? We've it's been a few weeks since our we, we let the we first episode go. Our first episode, dude. Has anything happened? Um, Any highs, lows? Let's see, let's see. Well, we, we both I don't know if you're gonna talk about this, but we both got vaccinated. Our first dose. That's yes, our first dose of vaccination. So um, I went to Oakland Coliseum. I got the Pfizer dose. Um, nice. I was so excited. The experience. Um, maybe. Were you, were you nervous going in? I was so nervous. Okay, I don't do same. needles. I'm not a fan of shots. I get very anxious. I think it's gonna hurt. I think I'm gonna faint. And it was <laughs> so quick. Like the drive-through they had. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady who gave me my shot, she was actually wearing these like oversized sunglasses yeah. and they said like happy birthday or something on them. And I was like, oh my goodness, is it your birthday? She's like, it is. And I was like, happy birthday. She was like, you made my day. I was like, you made, made my, my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. then she gave me, she gave me the shot. She gave me the dose. And I was like, is that it? She was like, that's it, boo. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so quick and it was painless. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend um i know there's been a lot of talk uh in catholic media about the vaccinations and i think what needs to be affirmed is that getting vaccinated is caring for your neighbors caring for one another and really loving your neighbor um because we don't do it to only protect ourselves; we do it to protect those around us yeah and i don't know that i i was literally when i got onto the freeway i was yelling with joy alone in my car Mm -hmm. but i was yelling with joy because it felt like this shift yeah it felt like this shift between like we've been like we've heard it before but some have said that like when we entered lent last year it's almost as if we never left lent and this shift is 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 a glimmer of hope and no not everything's back to normal and of course we lost many along the way and we don't want to make light of that but at the same time this shift feels like we have hope for the first time in a while it's a new turn and it's just been so we're, we're tired of it man yeah like it's like that at that point where it's like we're turning around and we're actually making our way back to kind of what it's obviously not going to be exactly the same for a while of course, but of course. it's it's a step closer to normal yeah so quote I, unquote. I think i would just say my high has been getting vaccinated and i have my second dose nice. when this airs i will have had my second dose and i might be feeling some symptoms <laughs> um but i'm very excited that will be tomorrow and my parents got their second dose yesterday awesome and just i'm just very grateful that those who I love and those close to me are getting vaccinated. It's Most really cool. Definitely. What so about if, you, dude? Well, just because we're on that, just as a PSA. PSA. You, April 15th is when every adult oh, in yeah. California can get their vaccine. Not sponsored. Sign up. Just get it. <laughs> it's do it. Do it because we all, yeah, we we all love we, each other. Yeah, we all love just each other and it's, it's definitely necessary. So there are like concert tickets, click fast. Um, I would say... <laughs> Just a, just some advice if you're trying to like, schedule a vaccine appointment is to just check constantly if you can. Just oh like, yeah. Refresh. 
come back a couple hours later because the way it works the system is a little you know mm-hmm. messed up here and there which makes sense there's a lot of lots of people trying to get vaccinated um just keep trying because yeah. it's it's absolutely worth it exactly absolutely um that's a great that's a great one yeah that's what, a great what, what do you what, what have you got going on um actually my highlight i guess of the past few weeks has actually been today um oh, okay, i had okay one of my old she's a young adult now but youth uh, her they're always Ju- youth they're always youth <laughs> in my heart um but julianne um she goes to school at in san diego now uh she came up for her break and she hit me up she texted me and said hey are you are you free for some coffee or to just catch up and i said yes absolutely like when of course when and where. exactly and so i think that was my highlight just because we um i stepped out of the office this morning and just we just grabbed coffee and talked and for a good maybe like few hours mm. uh and it was just what i was telling some friends was this it, it felt like my f- my job again in, in a sense not in the best way possible um just because you know as a youth minister in in covid times you have to take on a, more responsibility whether it's av tech yeah. i know you've been doing so, some of the live streaming for masses at st anthony's um i've you, been doing you, it used as well to. i want to give credit where credit's used to, to. Used yes, to yeah. yes, yes gotcha <laughs> um but it was awesome being able to talk to somebody that's of course an adult now but but will always be a youth in my eyes and, <laughs> um yeah just be able to see her and catch up and kind of have that relational ministry again mm. in a sense um and so it was very, like a fresh a breath of fresh air um but it was it was definitely a highlight and i hope to as you know as covid vaccines keep coming out and you know more people get vaccinated hopefully we can fellowship again in that Absolutely. way right so and i don't want to make it a whole other highlight but that reminded me of something is mm-hmm. that um what i think we talked about this before but like during this time uh i think it's been we we've noticed how important it is to spend time with our loved ones and yeah. to see people is such a treasure something yes. that we didn't acknowledge before and absolutely uh, this past weekend my brother and sister-in-law they came up from bakersfield and they stayed with me and then my brother other brother lives in san jose and so uh, three out of four siblings, including myself, me and my brothers got to just hang out in my backyard. And I don't think we've ever just really hung out the three of us without like my parents or my sister or yeah. being in Bakersfield for like a holiday or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just really nice to just cherish that time with my family. And I think if, if COVID has taught us anything, it's to just really cherish that time with our loved ones. Oh, absolutely. Even our, our youth, those that we don't see anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yep yeah (laughs) all right so shall shall we shall we get into it yes um we're not gonna pray before our intro um there's there's a certain reason you'll see why in about Um, 15 seconds for the first time ever our guests are gonna open us in prayer uh you want to do the honors (laughs) yeah drop that beat though And we're back with season three, episode Episode two. Let's go. This is very exciting. Uh, This is actually, this is the first time we are recording in a chapel, a a church itself. That's not St. Francis. That's not St. Francis. We are actually in the building itself. Uh, And this is also another first. This is the first time recording with, um, how should we say this? A couple priests couple holy men of God. Yeah. A couple holy men of God. 
they're, they're, they're blushing over there. Uh, so, officially introducing Father Francis Kalau from St. Catherine of Alexandria in Morgan Hill. And Father Johannes Bush from St. Mary's Gilroy. Welcome, guys. <gasps> Thank Woo. you. It's Thank good you. to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, welcome, uh, Anna and Kevin, to St. Catherine's. Yeah, thank um, you for welcoming us. We're not look or you, they don't see where we are right now, but <laughs> we're actually at St. Catherine. So welcome to the South County. So here we are, you know, the South County priest. Uh, actually, the yeah, the most south, I think, right? Yes, Morgan Hill and Gilroy. Yeah. Thank you for welcoming us. <laughs> but no, Father Francis is right. You can't see behind these black curtains, but well, yeah, I, we have I, a whole I didn't church. explain that, but yeah. the yeah, altar is, is right behind it's us. It's right behind us. Our Lord is right here. So yes. it's pretty awesome. So uh, just a little bit about them before they open us in prayer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Their faces right now are like, what? So Father Francis has uh, been doing ministry since 2013 he's been doing eight years of ministry and he has been a priest for three years and he has spent all that time doing it at saint cats in morgan hill yep and father johannes on the other hand is uh has been doing ministry for five years now five years three years of it being a priest being clergy at saint mary's um gilroy Parish. and the other two years were actually in germany whoa so we are going global we're going, going global. global if you're watching from germany Hi. <laughs> so, fathers, would you mind opening us in prayer, if you don't, if you don't mind? Sure. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord of God, we give you thanks for another beautiful day. We give you thanks for the many blessings which you have bestowed on us on this day. We give you thanks for this opportunity to talk about our faith, to talk about our relationship with you, and be here with other Christians. And we ask you to bless our meeting, to send your Holy Spirit to fill our words with your wisdom. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. I will say it hits different getting prayed over, prayed with, with the priest with on, the on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, so to give you guys a little intro on who these wonderful men are, um, Father Francis, um, we heard you have a TikTok. Oh, is that true? <laughs> Before I had one, but it, I uh, since deleted it. Oh, yeah. Yo, so you I gave it up for, for Lent? Lent last year. <laughs> gotcha. And then never and took I, it up again. Yeah, no. Uh, when I when when I got into other hobbies, um, I just forgotten about TikTok. Oh, so. share share with us a few of your hobbies. Oh, okay. So um, the biggest thing now, like many of um, the people now um, who are into biking, I, I got into cycling. Actually, before oh, nice. even before the pandemic, I did it on and off. Mm -hmm. But when the pandemic hit, um, I you know did it like three, four times a week. Nice, um, awesome. Did I just say that? <laughs> my pastor will say, I'm, Is that where I'm you're not at? working. I'm mostly biking. But um, I actually got um, a indoor trainer. So if I can go outside, I do it at home, you know, okay. um, at night or in the morning. So three, nice. four times a week. Have you ever thought about uh, doing a century? Oh, yes. Uh, actually, that's my goal. So I'm looking into doing that this July. 
Oh, wow. which so, which century so what, are you doing? Uh, so maybe you can tell them about what a century is. Yeah. So the only reason I know about this is my brothers and my dad have been into cycling forever. I don't even know what a century is. A century is a hundred yeah. mile bike ride. Oh. Um, which is absolutely wild. My um, my dad as well as my brothers have done the one in Big Sur. I think it starts a little more Southern California, maybe around Slow area, um, but it goes up to Big Sur and loops back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a hundred miles on a on a bike is yeah. no joke. Um, that's true. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. So we'll see. Um, I, I've been training, so I'm not sure if I can get there. But, but actually, in Europe, where Father Johannes is from, our century is nothing compared to their century because really? it's in kilometers. Oh, so it's you know farther. <laughs> so, like, so you're saying that Father Johannes can do it easy? Oh yeah, easy. Join you. Gotcha. <laughs> And so, speaking of Father Johannes, so um, we know that you're originally from Germany. You right. came from Germany. And so, what was the transition like coming to the States, coming to the U.S.? Was it difficult? Was it? Yes, no. Um, okay. I had been visiting the Bay Area a couple of times. Okay. So, I knew what I was getting myself into. But being on vacation somewhere and actually living somewhere is pretty different. Oh, so definitely. It was amazing to get to know all the different people, um, to get to know new style of life, new cultures. Um, and you perishes in people, obviously, but then mm. on the other hand, there's also a lot of things that you miss from your mm. country, the people, your family. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, food. So it's, oh. it's a bit both. What's your favorite food that you miss from Germany? Um, that you're I like, this say, is, I would go uh, back just to get this. <laughs> um, a cake that my mother bakes, oh. which you can't get here. Nice. What, what, what about this cake is so special? On um, the ingredients, you can't get them here. Oh, so, you absolutely. Otherwise, I would have tried to, to do it myself. You know, I'm not a good baker, but you know, I miss <laughs> it so much. But yeah, you can't you can't really get it here. Okay. So. Guys, you're asking the wrong question. What's what's the right He's question? He's from Germany. What kind of beer does he make? Oh, oh, oh my God. My I'm should, sorry. I'm so this sorry. A taste yeah. test. Yes, <laughs> like a blind test. Know your German beer. Know your German beer. True. He's like, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, what, what is what is yeah. your favorite beer that's that's from Germany? Um, it's called Weizen. It's uh, like from oh. Munich in the Munich area. So they make some pretty good beer. Oh, I think we might have to grab a grab a beer after this. Oh, episode. absolutely. <laughs> just kidding on it took it seriously <laughs> no, 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 no. no 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 so when we release this episode we'll just all share a pint in moderation of course and we're all over the age of 21 disclaimer, just a disclaimer. We're, we're, we're very over the age of 21 and uh, last question uh, what was something that kind of surprised you coming to the u.s some maybe something about the culture or any uh-huh. anything specific that you're like oh this is interesting <laughs> that surprised me that's actually a very good question um i wouldn't say that there was something that complete like lot of threw me off like as i said i've been coming to the bay area quite often so there wasn't mm. really this thing where i would say okay that was completely surprising gotcha um, mm. have you heard have you learned any i mean from the bay we have oh. you learned any slang or any any words that you know Do you use the word hella hella yeah <laughs> have you heard that word no. hella? <laughs> <laughs> father francis have you heard hella uh, yeah but i don't use it <laughs> oh, okay for sure yeah it's it's a bay area thing so do you listen to e40 
Let's let's drop some E for I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't drop some E for No, he's he's just a Bay, Bay Area rapper. Um, but we do um before we get into this next segment, which we'll kind of use getting to know each other a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to pull up some photos. Um, these photos I found. I did a little research on you guys. Um, <laughs> Google. There isn't much I will say, but <laughs> I was able to find a photos from your guys' parish's Facebook pages, uh, that were posted when you guys first joined that parish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh so we're going to pull up a photo, um, either Father Francis or Father Johannes first. And I want you to tell us about this photo. Um, who took it, when it happened, if you can remember, What's and what you were on? feeling in that moment um, okay. when you were <laughs> first given the assignment of your current parish. Okay. Let's pull up the first one. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> so this is Father Francis in 2018. So, Father, you want to tell us about this photo? So, yeah, three years ago. Uh, so, first thing, um, we had seminarians from Hawaii oh. who attended the ordination. So, it was a, a great privilege to to wear that uh, delay. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, to our Hawaiian uh, brothers and sisters, that's such a, an honor to uh, to be placed um, something like that on you. So, it's a huge honor. But Really, what strikes me here is the woman behind me, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. way far. That's my mom. Aww. So that's such a a great moment for me, um, having been ordained and having my mom. You know, literally, she has my back. So, Aww. so that's that's just it. And of course, the joy, the great joy of being ordained, especially by Bishop McGrath. Uh, me, Father Eric, and Father Edgar were the last ones here ordained as priests. So wow. that's um, really special. Wow. Before Bishop McGraw retired. That's gotcha. Why. Love that. That's awesome. Great Thank picture. You. All right. Can we bring up the next photo? <laughs> I knew that you were going to show this picture. I knew it. <laughs> so believe it or not, this is Father Johannes in 2018, which is only three years ago. But in in the actually in the caption itself, um, I don't have it up here. But in the caption itself, it says something along the lines of, "No, this isn't one of our youth ministry teens. This is our, our new priest." <laughs> Did you ever get mistaken, like as when as you're walking youth. around the parish, like, "Oh, are you lost?" Or I, not in the parish, but I, I had it that people didn't think that I'm that I'm the priest. That oh, okay. they, they they would just pass by when someone referred them go go there to the priest. They would just walk by, <laughs> like where recognize me. And um, this picture was actually, I had just arrived in the, um, in the Bay Area. That mm-hmm. was my first day. I was still, still jet lag and everything. Yeah. It was like my first walks in the, in the, in the office. So Carlos, the youth minister, came and I said, oh, hi, I'm the new, I'm the new priest. And he said, oh, sure, can I take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Carlos. Oh, yeah. And then he put it on hi, Facebook. Uh, and, and it's really funny because just last Sunday we were talking about this picture. And he told me when he saw me, he wouldn't. He didn't believe that I was a priest. He thought that I'm a surfer boy or something. <laughs> surfer it was boy. Really, yeah, it was really funny. It was nice. It was a great day, and it was really, I was really excited to get to know all the people in the parish and to, um, yeah, to make my first moves in the in the parish. It was really great. I, I liked it, but yeah, then someone sh- told me, well, you know, as a priest, maybe in the S, <laughs> change it a little bit so that people actually recognize you as a priest. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we do have one more photo since we're on the photos right now. I'm very interested in this photo. So do you want to explain what happened? So actually, Father Johannes received, um, was honored by the state of, is it Hesse? Hesse, uh-huh. 
State of Hesse with the Hessian Rescue Medal. Um, you received this medal in 2019, but was, it was because of something you did in 2017. Do you mind sharing that story? What happened? No, wow, you're good. You did your research. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what happened in my first year as a priest in Germany, in my parish, um, I was accompanying um, one of the co-workers to, to our parish because my, my apartment was not in the parish mm -hmm. and it was Christmas season and there were, um, and there was on the street, I heard someone screaming and, um, you know, at first I wasn't sure whether it was just some girls screaming because they were having party yeah. or because something was happening. So I told her, you know, stay here and let me have a look what's happening there. So, um, I had my little bike and I was going there and I just saw someone running away and had someone in his arms. So I just followed them and then, um, I rode my bike towards them and I saw someone lying on the ground, but I didn't really even realize that he was in, lying there and he had his neck cut. Ooh. So I went to them and then, then I stopped the two couples and I said, is everything okay? Uh, and the guy said, yeah, everything's fine. Just mind your own business. Go away. It's fine. But I looked at the woman. She was, she was looking scared. So I said, are you sure? Is, is everything fine? And he, she said, don't go away. He's um, kidnapping me. Oh, so, um, yeah, so I put my bike in between them and I, um, yeah, and so, and then the guy ran off, fortunately, and then we came back and then what we found out is that he had kidnapped her, he was the father, but he had kidnapped the um, son and he was about to kidnap the girl, uh, the, that woman, um, yeah, she, he was from Syria and, um, yeah, no, and he would have, like, yeah. My goodness. So he fled wow. the country and fortunately, eventually they got the guy. So oh, they got the him. medal was given to me um, because of bravery to go into, um, into wow. the scene. I mean, absolutely. That takes a lot of bravery and courage. That's, 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 that is an amazing story. And I mean, props to you for, for, for standing up and, and not like when the guy told you to initially, mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 it's not your issue. Go away. Like, all right. Someone might've walked away in that moment. Like, oh, well, okay. But you felt something wrong. You listened to that intuition and thank, thank God you did. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, yeah. Thinking about it afterwards, you just realize how, how it could have gone wrong. I mean, the guy could have also just, I don't know why he ran away. He could have just, you know, sat me and wow. walked off. But yeah, wow. thank God everything turned out well. Were you in your cleric? Uh, no, it was more like in the picture. Gotcha. Okay. You didn't have sure. your superhero suit on. I know. You're like, <laughs> what? Bring it out. My goodness, that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. All right. So our next segment is called Battle of the Best Friends. Let's go. Okay. First time doing this on MDD. First time doing this on MDD. Do you want to hand those? Yeah, I'm anxious to see how Francis knows me or does not know me. <laughs> I know. We'll see. Okay. So the, the way this uh, little segment's going to work is our lovely producer, Jenny, is going to be asking us questions. The way it works is Jenny will ask me a question about Kevin. She'll ask Father Francis a question about Father Johannes. Um, we have to write down what we think our partner is going to answer. If we get it right, we'll... We're, then we'll wait till our partner reveals their answer out loud. If we reveal our written answer and it is the same as the answer they gave out loud, then we get a point. Point by point basis, we'll see which dynamic duo <laughs> is the most dynamic. Oh, you, have to, <laughs> you have to do well. Which dynamic? Oh gosh. So let's see who can can read read their partner's minds. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll test some friendship. And if, if MDD doesn't win, uh, we are quitting the podcast. <laughs> That's a joke. This will be our last one. <laughs> 
That is absolutely a joke. We, we like doing what we do. <laughs> All right, let's see. Does it work? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm nervous. We don't know these questions. We didn't cheat. Just to be clear, okay. we had our Jenny producer Tweet. come up with these questions. Exactly. Um, the question is, what is your best friend's all-time favorite food? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, this is also asked to them, too. They, with, same question. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's just one person. Okay. And then... Okay, so it's so, so, so he, everyone writes it. Oh, okay. Everyone writes the Everyone answer. writes it. About the other per about about their partner. Okay. Okay, and so Francis now has to guess what my best friend's e favorite. Food or no, what, is. Your, what yours your is. Favorite food what my is. favorite. Because you're his best friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is like <laughs> oh, yeah, this right. is about if each you other. want to be. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. Yeah. That we okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know if I know this answer. Your favorite food. All-time favorite food or go-to food? Because I feel like those are different. Maybe. Go-to food. Dude, what? Go-to food. I feel like we eat together all the time, and I don't know this. Um, are you done? I'm no, done. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I even have to think about what I what my favorite is. There's so many. Father, do you want to put it face down so we can't see? Yeah. He, uh, he, this is face down now. Oh, that is oh. face down. Oh, wow. I, I was like, I don't know what's written on the pack. It looked. <laughs> okay. Um, You're all. Your go-to food? Oh no, this is bad. Okay. Go-to food. We should probably put a timer or something so we don't. Go-to is like. Uh, go-to food. Your cravings for something. Go-to food. Uh, <laughs> oh no, this is bad. they're already done. Okay, I'm just gonna take a guess. I'm gonna put favorite food. Oh. Uh, uh, favorite food? Yeah, That's different. I have to guess yours. Because my go-to oh, would be like, but my favorite food. I have to guess. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All-time favorite. Oh gosh. I need, okay. I need one more. All right, Kev, what's your all-time favorite food? It's kind of, it's just like a kind of food, but my... <laughs> I'm stressed. My all-time favorite food would have to be, like, what I can have any, any like, over and over again. <laughs> I would say chicken nervous? wings. I would say chicken wings. I'd say wings. That's like a go-to. I said, oh, I don't know if you can tell it's 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 k barbecue oh man that's so yes oh how so okay distressed. let me just say for the record his best friends are upset because they would have maybe said this oh wait would, oh oh okay no point no point no point no point so for my okay Anna, oh, what's okay. your what's your favorite oh food? let's go let's go, oh, over let's here. go over we'll come back so Salt do fighting. i say what friend no <laughs> Like I think we have some cheats over this here. <laughs> I, when you said all time, I had to change my answer because we've dined like multiple times, but I think all time I had to reconsider. So. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Father Johannes, what's your all time favorite food? Um, pasta. Pasta. Oh. No way. Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> He's European, so easy. <laughs> It's <laughs> yours. Sorry, I'm stereotyping. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Anna, what's your all-time favorite food? My all-time favorite oh, food. No. I, I, I think got you one. got this. I think you got this. Is sushi. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> What'd you put? Because I was confused with all-time favorite, but we used to say, like, what's your, like, go-to? Like, what's your favorite? Oh, no. Because we recently talked about this, and you've had it a lot. I put that your your mom's tamales. Oh. <laughs> 
because you you said that you know oh you were talking about that but we it's okay. know each other too well actually <laughs> <laughs> all right keeping score we got zero you guys got one let's go back over here father francis what is your all-time favorite food so, uh, i'm proud filipino so i can't deny that my all-time favorite food is our national dish which i'm it's actually debatable but it's um adobo, adobo. so it's chicken and pork adobo chicken pork so either adobo. one so I know. Uh, it's really like, yeah, I totally got that. At least our way of thinking is yeah. very similar because yeah. I remember the first time we had dinners together. Uh-huh. And this might be stereotyping too. We went we had Asian food, so, okay. but not Filipino, but yeah. it was sushi. So I thought maybe oh. maybe he is okay. into sushi. And he has oh. to tell you something about it was epic. So I, I invited him over, uh-huh. so I brought him to the best Asian restaurant here in Morgan, and I was so <laughs> proud. Because that was my go-to place. So he ordered, so I let him order. He ordered this sushi. Did you try? So I, I told him to try sushi. Mm-hmm. And he did. We, we, you know, we finished, we went home. And then the next day or days after, I heard that Father Johannes is quarantined. <sighs> and this was before we were using the name or the, the, the name quarantine oh this was 2018 and he was quarantined for how many days um three weeks three weeks. and i think the department of health had to contact him um no because way. his test turned out to be yeah that it was contagious or something so there was something so in he the had a pandemic before the pandemic oh he had the goodness. pandemic before was it was like cool a really contagious thing um and probably through through the sushi that i got um and i was completely knocked out like i wow um, the health department called me and i couldn't have contact it was like having COVID. um you couldn't go anywhere you just needed to be in your room and it was just very awful i felt so guilty though but from that sushi (laughs) you never know if it was the sushi oh we don't know but it was just one day after eating sushi so it just so happened first ever sushi in his life gosh it never again (laughs) i was very careful it took me quite a while to be honest no totally makes sense all right let's see round two round two we got to redeem ourselves here okay Oh, do we have to be specific with the country? <laughs> the country? Can it be the continent? <laughs> yeah, how, how specific are we being here? Um, Bro, what the heck? The, the question for, for those who couldn't hear was, what is your best friend's dream travel destination? Out of the country, of so, the country. so abroad. Okay. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Ever. <laughs> Jenny, you were supposed to rig these. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, okay. Dream travel. Oh. Let's see. I'm just gonna assume. I'm like, I feel like I'm like trying to play this game where I can think of like what you're going to, an- like what you think I'm gonna answer and say that instead of what I would actually say, but I feel like that's cheating. Um, I'm enjoying watching these guys. <laughs> I think they're having a hard time. Okay, I'm, I think I'm gonna be. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go on the general on the side, <laughs> and hope that by going general, it can be encompassed in that <laughs> dream travel destination. Okay. Oh, I don't feel good about this at all. <laughs> and they seem very confident. Yeah, they're like, mind you, done, yeah. done. Yeah. All right, let's start. Let's start over here. Okay. 
um so father johannes which actually starting with father francis this time um what is your dream travel yeah what is yours mine is since um i was supposed to go to rome last 20 20 for my my first ever trip to rome it was canceled because of the pandemic so just to see rome that's my okay um, okay father johannes what did you say i wrote down wrote Europe, because on that trip he was about to go to Rome yes. and Germany. To, to Germany. Yeah. So that's why I wrote Europe because it would have been one trip. That's so so it, it was oh. actually yeah my first time in Europe. So he was right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they they get another point. I'm gonna add it to the scoreboard. It's yes. it's two zero right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming back over here, um, I guess I'm supposed to answer the question now. Yes. <laughs> what is, um, what is, I don't think we've ever talked about this, so I do apologize because I don't think you know this. There's actually two. Okay. Can I say both? And then if you get to one of the two. Let's just pray. Okay, I'm going to say both. (laughs) No, they're they're calling me out. They're calling me out. That is cheating. What's what's your one? What's number one? I'll go with number one. Um, My number one is actually Iceland. Mm. Wow. All right. As long as Iceland is close to to Rome that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty I kind of just went I don't know if she's been to Europe or Rome or the Vatican so I kind of assumed it's on the bucket but, list but I will say Iceland's a little higher gotcha. sorry I'm a bad Catholic <laughs> oh it's good to know man I've never thought of traveling to Iceland that's kind of Iceland cool. I mean it's I mean nature nature's where it's at yeah uh, so the back- volcano going on the volcano there is oh yeah there. I've been Beautiful. seeing a lot of coverage of it oh. um okay so back over here Father Johannes what is your dream travel location? Something that he probably doesn't know. Cuba. I've oh. always wanted to go to Cuba. I've Cuba. never done it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Ever since I was a teenager, um, the, the Caribbean island, no, Cuba, right. the, mm. the old cars, the culture, the oh. music, everything just really, yeah. All right. So what did you say? My answer was far. <laughs> Because I he serves he goes to Santa Cruz every now and then so my answer was Australia to oh, serve. Okay, nice. yeah. Australia is also my, my bucket my list. My second answer was New Zealand. For me, New Zealand and mm. Iceland are right there. Oh, nice. Um, all right, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be on the get on the board. We gotta get we gotta get one point, dude. We can't okay. skunk it. Okay. So my fa- so it's not a certain <laughs> country. It's kind of a, co- a whole continent, but I, my dream travel location, and I would go over and over again, is Europe. I love Europe. Uh, uh. I mean. Let's go! <laughs> no! Are we even now? <laughs> Are we I think we're, we're leading. leading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Okay, so that was my thought process. I remember one time very vividly hearing you say, I want to go to Fatima. And then Barb was there and she's like, you've been to Fatima. And you're like, I've been to Fatima? <laughs> I've been blessed to go to Fatima twice now, but the first time I had no idea I was there. He was a teen. I was a teen. It was 2011. It was World Youth Day. And I just saw, you know, it's a nice church, like all the churches we were visiting. But it didn't, it's not until I grew in my faith and I learned what that place was. I was like, I've been there? It's pretty yeah. Cool. Do you have a favorite place in Europe? Favorite place in Europe? Um, Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. Ooh. Nice. That's my favorite place. That's where I would move there. That's where my heart is. I love Barcelona. I'm going there. All right. Oh. So, but guys, step up. We're leading. I know. This guy. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. All right. Let's hear the next question, Jenny. Okay. 
What college did your best oh. friend attend? Counting seminary? <laughs> Can we do seminary? Counting, counting seminary? Seminary is a college, isn't it? You can no, include it's... more than one if they've attended more than one. We'll say that. Oh my gosh, that okay. is really easy. Well, yeah. If I get this wrong, I'm. That's it. <laughs> We're really happy this time. <laughs> Very happy. Thank you. <laughs> All right, starting over here with Kevin first. Okay. okay. Uh, Kev, what college or colleges have you attended? I went to San Francisco State University. Go Gators. San Francisco State. Let's Solid. go. All right. Go over here. Uh, Father Johannes, what college or colleges have you attended? So I attended Johannes Gutenberg University and St. Mary's Seminary. Yeah. Is this St. Mary's Seminary in Germany? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a point. That's, That's a, a point. point. All right, Anna, what college did you go to? I think even our listeners know this. <laughs> I went to Santa Clara University. Go Broncos. Santa Clara University. Go Broncos. Uh, and, <laughs> and every school. And every school. You literally wrote Go Broncos. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> All right. Back over here. Um, Father Francis, what college or colleges have you attended? All right. Um, I went to San Carlos Seminary in Manila, but um, here um, it will be St. Patrick Seminary in Mandalayne Seminary. Wow. St. Patrick Thanks. and Mandalayne, nice. Hey, points yeah, all around. But well, that was an easy one because that was you know where people yeah, go you know. to study. So, so we, <laughs> two places. So, all right. So the score right now is four to three. Um, our team of priests right now are winning. <laughs> How many more questions do we have, Jenny? Okay. Okay. We have a few words. Okay. We'll try to we'll try to speed run it. Who is your best friend's patron patron saint? Dude, we should have talked about this. What's your best friend's patron saint? Oh, wait, you saint? told me. Shoot. Oh, no. I don't know your patron saint. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best friend's patron saint? I'm not sure, but... help me. Okay. Oh, no. I don't think I'm going to get yours at all. Um, okay. okay, so, Father Francis, mm -hmm. who is your patron saint? Um, St. Francis of Assisi. Woohoo! St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Oh! Okay. Let me add that to you guys' points. Um, it's mine? Yes. Anna, who's your patron saint? <sighs> there's, there's three. Okay. Um, I'm trying to guess which one you would know. Um, maybe Mike. one of them is St. Ignatius of Loyola. Oh my gosh, I should have known that. <laughs> Sorry. I knew that. I knew that. Okay, okay. what did you write? Um, what are the other two? The other two, uh, St. Michael oh and... Um, Jesuit, I forgot. Uh, Frizzati, blessed, actually. Blessed Frizzati. Yeah. I went with a safe route because I thought this was going to happen, but when I have doubts, I always trust in Mary, so I put Mary. Oh, dude, that's what I was thinking. Right. <laughs> I put Mary, Mother of God. All right, no points, no points, no points. Um, over here, Father Johannes, who is your patron saint? Oscar Romero. I have Thomas, Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas. Really Oscar good in Romero, philosophy, I love so. that. Yeah. I'm a like I really like, Oscar. like in your, in your, but um, my, um, by my name, it would be John, the disciple that Jesus loved. Yes, the mm. beloved. John the beloved. My goodness. John the beloved. <sighs> All right, Kev. 
Who who is your patron? My patron saint is Saint John the Baptist. Let's go. Oh. I was born on his feast day. Let's go. I got one. Dude, we're still we're we're very close. Uh you guys have five, we have four. No. Oh. Right. So the way this works is Correct me if I'm wrong, Jenny. Uh, Jenny's going to ask us who's most likely to, and you either put your own name or your partner's name. <laughs> if you both say the same, then you get a point. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's two answers. It's simpler. It's either you or your partner. Okay. 50-50. Okay. So, so you also I either have to like, put down my name or my partner's name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the way you get a point is you both write the same name. Okay. doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's you both write the same name. Okay. <laughs> Alphabetical. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, most so definitely. We'll do a reveal at this at well one at a time. Um, we'll do since the camera's on us. Our reveal first. I'll go first. No, we go at the same time. Same time. Okay, ready? Three. Should we say it out loud too? Yeah. Three. One. Oh, <laughs> three, two, one. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would totally forget your name. You. <laughs> hey, you. All right, so we'll do a reveal over here. We'll count you down, and you can say it out loud, too. Three, two, one. Johannes. Johannes. <laughs> you know how I, felt, I had a feeling because Father Francis was like, Anna, Kevin. Hi, Anna and Kevin. And I was like, oh, is he trying to, trying to remind him of our name? I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. A little pre-show. Exactly. That was a good one. I like that. Who's most likely to take the longest to get ready? Oh. Okay. <laughs> this this will be funny regardless of what we yeah, write. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay, so we'll go over to our priests first. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys can reveal in three, two, one. Me. <laughs> That's a point. He actually was here when you guys arrived. I was I wasn't here until you texted me. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, to remind you guys, our priests have seven Good. points and we have five. Ready? Okay. Three, two. One. Kevin. Me. <laughs> yeah. That takes so long to get ready. Anna lives all the way in Santa Clara, and she's meeting me at St. Francis, and I live like seven minutes away from St. Francis, but she'll still beat me there. I was like, I'm running late. I was two minutes late. He was like, I haven't left my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It takes me so long to get ready. No. If you tell me a time, it's probably like 10 minutes after that time that I get there. <laughs> so always tell me 15 minutes before. Like, no. Oh, I'm, also, I'm also a kind of person who's like, being on time is late for me. Like, I'm always early. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's. I want to be that person. <laughs> but I strive so to be that person. That's true. Okay. All right. So let's. At this point, unless our priests lose a point, I think they're gonna win. Absolutely. So let's let's have this be the last one. Yeah. Francis, ready? ready. Or it'll be a tie. We'll see. Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> Come on, Jenny. Who is most likely to die first in a horror movie? Oh, to in die first in a horror movie. Oh, come on. That's oh. hard. Wow, that's... Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let's... Let's go first. You go guys first? go first? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, so the question was, uh, who would be most likely to die first in a horror movie if you're placed in a horror movie? <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one. Anna. Anna. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, no, I, be, not because like of anything bad, but I feel like she would be trying to stop whatever's happening, and then she would just kind of die in battle. Oh, in that's I, I, I'm I'm happily surprised you think so highly of me. I would just be terrified, <laughs> and I think I would make a stupid mistake. <laughs> like you trip and just yeah. be like, oh well. <laughs> Here we go. All right, all right. So right now it is tied. Will the priest continue to lead this game with this final point? Um, revealing in three, two, one. Me. Me. Oh! It ends in a tie. <laughs> Father Francis is so upset. <laughs> if you look at it. Oh, we almost got right, it. Maybe we can do a tiebreaker. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's break the tie. Win the lottery and then lose the ticket. Who, oh, just to repeat it for for the audience, um, who was most likely to win the lottery and lose the ticket? Wow. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. Um, well, I guess we'll. Re oh, priest will be revealed first. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, revealing in three, two, one. Johannes. Your Highness. Oh! <laughs> All right. So All right. Point. We, I don't got, know why, but I feel like if it's me, I'm going to hold on to it and yeah. put dear life <laughs> right away. Yeah. I would be that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where did I put that? I think right, I won. Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Let's see. Three, two, one. Anna. Oh. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> okay. I was thinking that you would say me. Like I, I was thinking that that's like I was trying to play it like kind of play it smart where I was like oh he's gonna say me, and so I'm gonna say the same answer but I, I still think it would be you. <laughs> yeah no I thought it was me. No but I thought that you thought it would be me. No yeah no I would totally lose the ticket. Oh my god. I'd be like Jenny where's where's the ticket? <laughs> She's like I don't know you never gave it to me I'm like no. You guys take the W. Thank you. Congratulations right. man that was fun. We could have left it as a tie, Father Francis. <laughs> Whatever. That's true. Uh, thank you guys so much, fathers, for playing the game. You guys won. Congratulations. Battle of the best friends, and you guys took the dub. I guess they're more best friends than we are. I guess, they're, I guess, we're, I guess we're not best friends anymore, Kev. I know. Well, we can work on that. Homies for life. <laughs> Definitely. Um, All right. Yeah, please. Yeah, so let's let's jump into their faith journey. Obviously, we, we know that they end up in the seminary, and they end up um, in the vocation of priesthood. But let's find out how they got there. Um, this is the first time we've ever had priests on the show. Yeah, and not only that, but I feel like you guys are, if not the youngest priests in, in the diocese right now, as of now. Are you? Um, that's what somebody was telling me. Um, it's Father Gabriel, technically, by okay. age. Um, he's, I think he's one year younger than me. He's 32, and I'm 33, he's 34. Okay. So technically, Father Gabriel Lee. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So some of the youngest priests in our diocese, and we just want to dive into your features. You guys can share your stories and kind of how you got to where you are today. And Absolutely. hopefully along that way, our, our listeners can, can hear about your vocation and maybe be inspired. Maybe there's somebody out there that's wondering about their vocation and maybe this will be 
that guide. Yeah. Look no at this, pressure. guys. Young priests who are cool and win win game show games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who, let's let's begin with Father Francis. Yeah, Father Francis. All right. So thank you. Um, I think I would say many times in my life, um, especially growing up, um, I had a priest who inspired me, uh, not just one priest. And actually looking back, I just realized, so I had, maybe I have three versions of my vocation story, okay. Okay. how I became, like how I discovered my call. And just recently, honestly, just recently, I realized that I, it actually started um, the night before my father died mm. um, in 1995. So um, my father, um, as I was still, I was in first grade or second grade, he, I would see him go on and off to the hospital um, in and out, I mean, and he had issues with his kidney, with his high blood pressure. And there was one night where he asked for a priest to come over to the to the house yeah. to um, to have confession. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he he was there um, in our living room and the priest came. And at first I had I really I was a first grader and I really didn't didn't know what a priest other than going to mass seeing the priest but i didn't realize that the priest can um you know listen to someone's confession yeah and so that was actually what my father did the night um, before he passed and so when we woke up the next morning you know i just realized that people were panicking because my father passed away mm -hmm. and um, i didn't realize that that night that my father went to confession had a great impact in my life um not until like a few years ago, that maybe I saw that my father pro pro prioritized his faith mm. and that a priest who could have been resting already that night decided to visit someone who is sick and listen to someone's confession. Maybe they did an anointing of the sick as well. Yeah. Um, so um, all my life, um, probably it was you know, in the back of my mind that a priest is willing to go out of his comfort zone and um, you know, be with someone and offer help and uh, ministry and for also a father of a family who knows the value of the sacraments has always been in my heart. So, um, yeah, um, I maybe didn't realize that when I was in high school or college, but um, I just realized that, yeah, it had an impact in my life. And I'm pretty sure that because of that, that helped me decide to become a priest to also be available to others who are in need. So at a very yeah. young age, yeah. you had already seen yeah. what sacrifices a priest would make yeah. for the good of another. Yeah. I mean, you first you wanted grade. To do that. I know yeah. that was very young. Yeah. To, to have such an impactful moment yeah. that again, it, it was it was in the back of your mind throughout yeah. your whole life. And when when did you first think back on that moment or when did you start to take that into consideration when you thought about your vocation and thought about like this is something I yeah. want to do this mm -hmm. is to someone honest, I want to be mm -hmm. it was only right before I became a priest uh, wow. when I did my retreat um, it was an eight-day retreat when I was you know before entering to the priesthood we were asked to do a retreat and that was the moment where, where I had to like really look back and really decide and pray if God really wants this for me. And when I was doing my journal, for some reason, it went back to, you know, my memory went back to that moment before my father died. And I realized, yeah, my father asked for a priest. 
and a mm-hmm. priest came to anoint and listen to my dad's confession and so mm-hmm. um yeah it went back full circle wow what, what do you if you if you don't mind me asking um what do you think your father would think of you today and all that you've accomplished and what you're doing with wow, with your life right now i'm sure um he is um, honored and humbled to that someone from his family, you know, let alone his son, became yeah. a priest. So Absolutely, I would say, humbled. I would say proud. Yeah. Very proud. Well. Yeah, that's Thank amazing. You. Oh, I had a. Go I ahead, go. You're, you're no, no, go, go, go for it. Go for it. And Sorry, I had a question for Father Francis. So, since from that young age, I know you wanted that kind of sparked that, that that want, that desire mm. to, for priesthood. Um, it, when you were actually in the seminary, did you were there any challenges? How was that discernment? Were they? Did you ever have a point where you're like, maybe, maybe not. Like maybe this isn't the wrong choice. Or did you always know like full full speed ahead? Like this is my vocation. Yeah, I had um, ups and downs, and I I'm, I will really say that my seminary journey was up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I had battles. I had hills to climb, mountains to conquer. Um, in fact, when I was, so with priesthood, you have to graduate philosophy or at least take a couple of years. But for me, I did it as my undergrad. Okay. So for four years, I finished um, philosophy and I went into a discernment year, mm-hmm. um, whether or not I'm going to go to the formal, the five, the last five years of theology. So mm-hmm. after five years of um, an undergrad and discernment year, I decided that I did not want to be a priest anymore or to enter priesthood. Mm. So I left the seminary. um, And for three years, I taught um, religion at the e-Catholic school in Manila. Okay. So those were great three years in my life. And um, I tried to stay away. I tried to to run away from um, the call Mm. as much as I can because I wanted to be sure. And I wanted to be sure that... It was for me that I wanted it, and God wants it for me. Um, but for some reason, God, you know, like what, like the song, you know, Yahweh or God, I know you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you run to the mountains or to the seas, He will find a way to pull you back. Yeah. So indeed, He He called me back to the priesthood um, through the um, through the the students that I was teaching, um, and through the retreats that I was giving, through the uh, conversion stories of my students yes. wow. led me to think, Lord, why do you always put me in situations like this where um, I'm, you know, humbled to become the bridge of um, reconciliation between them and their parents, between mm-hmm. them and their classmates? And that's when I started to think, maybe God wants me to do this in a bigger scale yeah. as a priest. I think that's very inspiring that God place those three years that you thought you were running away but he actually used those to even form you you even even better to be you know the priest you are today that's awesome when would you say um was your first encounter with christ the first moment where you recognize the true presence of christ doesn't have to be an adoration it can be um where you realize that god was real Mm -hmm. um i had i would say i had a couple of them but one really experience that stands alone was it was a tragic incident in my family's life Mm -hmm. um this again this was back home in the philippines when um i lost my cousins Mm -hmm. and my uncle my favorite uncle and my closest cousins Mm -hmm. to um to a fire in in their house it was an incident at night 
and there was a fire um, up or like on the lower ground of the building mm-hmm. and they were trapped inside the, the building and yeah. we lost um, these family members of ours and I was at the seminary at that time mm. and the moment I learned the news I went to the chapel um, you know I cried all day and when it was our time to pray when they were playing um, the song I, I forgot the song but it was a such a profound song that hit me um, it was then that God was listening to me and he was just you know in my mind I can hear him say you know son um, you know I'm listening you know um, just pour out your heart to me and I, I feel like it, it is in those tragic moments in our lives mm-hmm. that we feel sometimes and sometimes we claim that God is not there or God is absent but indeed he is there mm-hmm. he might not be up there looking or commanding at us but he's actually sitting and grieving with us next to us so absolutely i really felt that at that moment wow that's that's very powerful that's very powerful i think it is a testament to the times when we feel the like like you're saying that god is absent or god isn't there or maybe we feel distant from god or we're, we're grieving or we're in pain and what i love about our faith is we have a god that's it's very close to our pain yeah. i think what's beautiful about jesus coming to earth fully human fully divine is that he wasn't free of pain he mm. felt emotional pain in his earthly ministry he felt physical pain so we have a god that knows our pain he, he knows it. what it feels like mm-hmm. and he's not apart from that he's actually in that with us and that is a, a powerful faith moment when when you recognize that and feel the closeness of christ with you in, in your own grief um thank you for sharing that absolutely thank you guys so if we want to transition over to father johannes um if you want to share a little bit about your faith journey how you came to the priesthood and and everything in between sure um first of all thank you for sharing i had never heard his vocation Mm. story because as francis mentioned earlier usually when we get together we don't talk about religious things (laughs) (laughs) so um my i think in my my mom is a theologian so in my household oh. theology was always a big thing wow. and very early i started to talk about theology with my mom so i guess um that was one side the theology with my mom then i guess my grandma who inspired me a lot very very profound faith she had to go through a lot of things she lost her husband her mom and her young daughter within just a couple of years and how she co- when i saw how she how her faith helped her to cope with that that really inspired me. Um, where did my vocation start? I would say when I was a child, um, I told the old ladies always said, you're gonna become a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were, they was crazy. I was like, no, I, I'm not becoming a priest. Um, but I think it was always there kind of. Um, mm. So I went through high school and so when I was 15, 16, the question became more vivid. So mm. after high school, I had to decide, what should I do? What do I want to do? So there were two options for me, becoming a priest or becoming a teacher. Actually, wow. really similar to Francis. And I, at the time, didn't really see myself becoming a priest. You know, mm. I was young and um, I couldn't see myself committing to such a big commitment. And I really liked be- being a priest because my whole family is also um, teachers. Mm. 
uh, becoming a teacher. So um, that's what I did. I started um, studying at the university to become a teacher. Wow. And while I was studying in my university town of Mainz um, in Germany, um, I got into close contact with the, with the seminary. Because in Germany, the seminarians study at the public university, not like here where you're in a, in a private university, but in Germany it's a public university. So I um, started going to the seminary, attending masses there uh, from time to time, and I had almost finished my studies to become a teacher when I met um, a really cool priest from South Africa. Mm, okay. And um, one of his um, parishioners became a priest. He was a friend of mine, actually. That's how I got to know the, the guy. And um, so at his ordination, it really, that really touched me. And so I started talking to him and I said, you know, yeah, I feel that, and, but I don't know. And, and he said, Jonas, let me tell you something. Um, if God calls, he will not stop calling. So mm. you can run away mm. from it, but God will always find means. And this feeling that you have and this question that you have, it will not go away. It'll wow. always be there. So why don't you give it a try? And if it's not your way, then God will let you know. God guides you. Wow. So just give it a try. And if it's not, you think go back to becoming a teacher. Do whatever you want, but yeah. just give it a try. And that's mm -hmm. how I entered the seminary. And um, yeah, it actually got confirmed. Um, when I was going through the seminary more and more, I felt that, yeah, actually, this is your calling. And I had to mm -hmm. promise my dad that I finished my studies to become a teacher because <laughs> he just wanted me to be sure. <laughs> God, <laughs> I got you. But yeah, that's how I, um, yeah, that's how I ended up in the seminary. And that's actually how this whole process in the seminary started until I became ordained in 2016. Wow. I, I love that image of once God starts calling, he won't stop calling. Yeah. We all need friends like that. Like, yeah. we, <laughs> just, I mean, I know, we, I think we've used this analogy in the past, mm. but Kevin and I are the worst texters. It's, oh, yeah. it's a known fact. It's we really have bad. Well, I have thousands of unread texts, but we, we were bad at responding to people. But that's the thing that's beautiful about God and our faith is that, like, right. when God calls, he's not going to stop calling. Like, you can ignore his calls as long as you want. You can ignore his texts. He'll leave voicemails. He'll find a way to reach yes, you, right. and that's that's so that's such a beautiful image that mm. your um, your the friend from South Africa shared with you is that like, give it a try, because right. God will let you know. And yeah. I think that confidence in God's will is is what brought you through. Right, that's awesome. Giving God right. a chance. How does um, when you were ordained or when you chose the vocation of priesthood, your mom being a theologian, mm -hmm. how did she react to that? Was she ecstatic or? Yeah, she was pretty happy. Yeah. Um, I bet. Obviously, she, yeah, she was very happy. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, she also knew that it's not an easy path. Mm. So she had like two hearts in her um, in her chest because she knew that um, while being a priest can be very amazing, it can also be very challenging. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So she, My goodness. she said, if God guides you, then and she said, I knew, I knew this is your way, but she never, she never pushed me that way. She never said, be honest, you should become a priest. Not a mm. single moment where she said, Yannis, you should become a priest. Never. Wow. She wanted me to, to find it out or to be guided by, by God in other ways. So that's something mm. I really appreciated. That's and being, a supportive being a mama. priest is <laughs> a supportive yeah, mama. That's yeah, a supportive absolutely. mama. <laughs> um, being a priest, you're, you're, you kind of, you know, are in, in a way teaching people through yeah. your homilies, through, every, through your education to become a teacher. Does that really help you as a priest now or today? Or like, do you, do you stem? Do you think back on the, that education and things that you learned on growing to be a teacher, and you're like, oh, I could do that, or like, I could I could implement, implement that. that yeah. Into oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think so. I mean, just catechism is, is teaching. So I use a lot of what I learned in my studies. You know, when I become, became a teacher, I also had to do psychology classes mm. and things like that, which really helped me. And, you know, um, yeah, and talking about God um, was something that I was taught as a, as a teacher. So, um, so yeah, it, it really helped me. And I'm really glad that I have that background gotcha. that I can use. Um, I have a question for both of you. Did you, in your early life, did you date? Yeah. <laughs> you I wish we got that reaction. You did. And was, um, did Pretend you like you heard it for the first time. Camera <laughs> back to them. <laughs> um, and was that, was, that, was that a difficult thing to let go of? Let go of, of, of that, like knowing that. I think it is important, actually, if, before becoming a priest, that you do date. Hmm. Um, because it helps you understand how relationships work and it also helps you to understand what you're giving up. Absolutely. I think it is, I've met people that have been in the seminary that have never been dating. They went right from high school, straight from high school to the seminary mm -hmm. and now they were almost 30, yeah. close to ordination and all of a sudden they started wondering, mm. what is it actually like to date a girl? Got it. Um, and then all those questions started coming up. And, you know, if you see that half of the people that enter the seminary give it up mm -hmm. because they um, they want to find out what it is like, mm -hmm. I think it is actually pretty wise to date before you go to seminary. So there are priests that, you know, like you said, go straight from high school into the seminary and never really have that experience. How, how do you does do you think that if that affects you as a priest when it comes to counseling a married couple? Um, how does a priest go about that if, you know, if you've never had that relationship or had or been married, obviously, or um, is it is it more difficult to to consult a couple um, that's going through marriage problems when you ha yourself haven't been in that vocation or haven't yeah. dated or anything like that? That's part of our training. So we in the seminary, you know, for your eight or 10 years in the seminary, we have classes on, you know, um, psychology um counseling um oh, okay. i even went through a um you know marriage counseling class um in the seminary um you, you don't have to be married before in order to understand uh, couples who are married or getting into marriage mm -hmm. um as long as you know you're in, and to be honest in my experience uh, in three years of being a priest when whenever i counsel couples who are going through a hard time they actually just want you to be there and to be, you know, to be listened to. Mm. Kind of mediator. Um, and to almost. pray with. Um, mm. And it, this is my, uh, what I discovered in uh, my ministry. Um, the best thing that you can do is really not to give them answers um, or solutions. Yeah. Is give them options, um, you know, spread everything, um, you know, in front of them and, you know, Pray with them so that they can, you know, choose the best thing they can do. Um, so again, you know, you don't have to be to have that similar experience being married to un understand. It's like doctors, you know, you don't have to have cancer in order to help treat someone who has cancer. That's a great analogy. I, I just feel yeah. like it's like that. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. So, Father Francis, you very conveniently avoided the question earlier. Oh, um, I did it. I did it. <laughs> did I? It was Kevin's question. <laughs> um, did Did you date before? Yeah, I did. I did. Especially that three years and I was uh, teaching because, you know, when you're um, a new teacher in a big Catholic school or any schools, um, you will have 
teachers who are seasoned teachers who's been there for 30 years 40 years um and they would pair you to like younger teachers like <laughs> Like trying to teachers, play matchmaker, like, I know, matchmaker uh, so they would play in the mas- Catholic schools. Hey, um, Francis, you know, have you met the new kinder teacher? So, God. so yeah, it's uh, you know, it's part of. Uh, I think it's part of the growth that I um, had gone through, mm-hmm. and without that experience, I would have not been, um, you know, who I am. You know, without that experience. So again, it is better to, to you know to acknowledge that experience in order to to be more present and to be more um you know re- you can mo- relate more to the people you serve because you had that experience absolutely uh so continue on that subject just a little bit um <laughs> as as priests who prior to priesthood um did date um what dating advice would you give young couples young listeners <laughs> oh i wish you could have got that reaction. <laughs> I, know. I don't think we're the perfect people no no no, no we because I, I i mean how often do we i mean we have you ever gotten dating advice from a priest yes okay well <laughs> no i'm just kidding you, no, have, you also have like probably at least 20 priests oh in your gosh. in your phone book in your contacts <laughs> like hey do you have any advice for me <laughs> hey so no. jenny and i <laughs> no, not, not even. no i mean if, if you guys have any advice for um couples who are you are, are young and dating um for that that stage of life, any ad- advice that you would give? Father <laughs> I would have to think about that. Um, I would say first for the guy especially, you know, treat their parents well. Oh, you know? <laughs> I think that's, that's a good the way one. to go yeah. to win your, you know, to win the woman's heart, or even vice versa. Absolutely, absolutely, family think, is very important. Um, yeah, I think um communication um communication. work on your communication skills i think the the most essential thing in any relation is communication and i think that's especially when you when you're new to dating that's something you don't know and uh, mm. how to do mm. so um i think communication is really good um, that's awesome talk about things uh, let the other person know what you're feeling what you like what you don't like where your boundaries are um, mm. wow. i think that is very important that's awesome. Oh, that's that's great that is great advice. And honestly, for any relationship, whether it be friendship or romantic, I think good communication, so many problems can be solved. Through if good, you just communicate. Through good communication. Absolutely. And if you, if you see that your, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend has vocations to the priesthood or religious life, <laughs> yeah. don't be afraid to let them go and give them, give them to God. That's the best gift you can ever mm, give. No, absolutely. Right? No, I agree. I think it's like yeah. it's like Kevin, you know, the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna before cut. this we're gonna podcast, cut. I was I was with Father Joe Kim um, a couple hours before we started this, and uh-huh. when I mentioned about Anna and Kevin, he said, "Oh, Kevin, the one that got away." So oh, oh man, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> As so no, maybe we see a new vocation the story of no, someone goodness. running away, huh? Oh my goodness! No, that's great advice. <laughs> All are turning red. No, actually, um, we can actually um, move from there. I mean, um, you can maybe Kevin talk about uh, your your experience, like you know, uh, being in a relationship right now, and um, also <laughs> go- going through um, a vocation um, discernment no, and okay. uh, how it led you to be um, maybe um, you know having a bigger heart now to someone you love because you also. Uh, discern God's uh, call. No, absolutely. I think 
That's a great question. Yeah. Father Francis really I, said Uno reverse card. I know. He just said reverse on you. So this is now hosted by Anna and Father Francis. <laughs> Anna, be ready. You're next. No, I think. Oh, no, it's whoa, a, no, 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 no. I don't think we should go oh, there. Yeah, wait, wait. He said, Anna, you're next. Oh. <laughs> no, I think it's a great question. I think um, for the longest time, obviously being a young Catholic man in the, working in the church and, and being very active, you get what, like Father Johannes said, like all these people just uh, oh you should become a priest you should become a priest like oh are you discerning you think you were the priest he would make a great priest you know and it just got and uh, that gets to you you know that that it's it's easy to kind of brush it off in the moment and be like no like i'm not or maybe yeah i'm discerning or, or just kind of to brush it off but then when you're alone and all of that comes together it's very it takes over you know and it's so hard to kind of just throw it away or, or push it to the back of your mind after a while or after a long time um and especially discerning um, and dating at the same time, it's very difficult. And I think if you are doing that, you should definitely cut one off, whether it's whether it's discernment of the priesthood or dating, because you can't really you can't serve two masters, right? You need to give your heart fully to one or the other. Um, and so, after much prayer and after much discernment, I my my path, you know, right now just led me towards the vocation of marriage. Right? And, and away from away from the great vocation of being a priest, which I did feel the call to, you know, and and maybe it's quieter now. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not in any vocation yet. I'm still until you reach a vocation, you're always discerning. Right. Absolutely. And so I'm still discerning in, in a sense, in a way um, to those youth that might going back to the original question of the dating advice. Um, I think uh, Father Johannes and Father Francis gave great advice. But um, an, another aspect of it is that a priest told me is, you know, when you're dating, um, never, never settle and give your heart to someone who wouldn't love it and protect it like Christ loves his church. Wow. You know, um, Christ would die for his church. Amen. Christ would sacrifice. Christ would, you know, it's just if, as long as you have that other person that um, that loves you and can hold, protect and hold your heart like Christ does his cross, um, that that, you know, that's how it goes. The priests are whispering. It's They're whispering. Can you guys hear them? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is, it is very vulnerable. And something that I yeah. was always told from a very young age in my youth ministry, um, and I think it's something that we maybe have gone away from, the talks of vocations. And I'm so happy that you guys are with us uh, this evening because it's something that I think oftentimes gets a bad rep as something that's like of the past or like, oh, I won't do that. Like, oh, like priests are like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if I could ever, like, give up all that, or I don't know if I could ever be that person, and what I was always told, like, again, in, in high school ministry is that, like Kev was saying, until you are in the vocation, until you are married, until, like, that vocation, I guess, is final, mm -hmm. that you should always be discerning, and it's something that you should always be open to, um, and back to what Father Johannes was saying about, like, when God's calling, he won't stop calling, and I think our duty as Catholics as people of God is to be open to that call, whatever Absolutely. that call may be, and to be actively always discerning, always listening to what God's will will be for our lives. Because we may feel one thing right now, we're like, okay, I'm called to the vocation of marriage, I'm called to start a family. Um, and that might shift and that might change, but if we're not open to hearing God's word on that, if we're not open to hearing where God is calling us, if we're shut out from even listening, if we, if we shut down, then we can't hear him calling like Absolutely. if we if we if we put our phone on silent i don't know maybe i'm taking the metaphor too far um but if we put our phone and do not disturb we're not going to hear it Amen. and and Amen. it's it's our choice we are humans and and we have the choice and 
it's, it's a very powerful choice. Yeah, absolutely. I knew it. Can Sister I? Anna. No. <laughs> <laughs> My immediate answer was I say all that. No, no, can, I, yeah. Can I add on to that? I think it's um, for any of you who are listening that are discerning what, what direction, vocation you want to go at, um, there's no right or wrong one. You know, I think that's the beauty. There's not a vocation that's harder or easier than the other. You know, um, like what Anna was saying, you know, I being thinking of becoming a priest. Well, I, I don't know if I can give that up. I don't think I can give this up. Um, but instead of that, what, think about what you're adding on. You know, mm. think of, about the flip side. If you get married, if that vocation, you're giving up the rest of everyone else. You know, if, for example, for me, if I choose one woman to get married to, I'm saying no to the rest. You know, so that's giving up. That's that's also good. That's it, it takes that. I feel like vocation is a lot of sacrifice. No, it's a sacrifice and no matter what vocation you end up doing. It is important for us to discuss it as something that like we are all discerning our vocation, right. um, regardless of where we are on that journey. Absolutely. Uh, so we do have a couple more questions before we want to actually jump into some listener questions. Um, so being a young priest yourselves, how do you suggest we make the faith more engaging to youth? given that you're maybe a little closer in age to some of our youth or young adults as well i think we have to create alternatives to mass mm. not saying as a replacement mm. but something you know oftentimes youth coming to the to mass they don't know how mass is structured and they feel lost yeah. and i think the biggest challenge for us as catholics if you compare us to other small communities is that we need places that create community places where the teenagers feel I can be, I can talk. Um, yeah. And this is something I think that is very important. So places like youth ministries um, where, you, where you can get together or having TSA services where they can be uh, different formats mm. or also like things like you're doing, um, social media. I think it's very important. Um, use those, use the things that they use. Go on TikTok, have a 10 second video about something about your faith um i think that's very important if you want to get engaged but i think the most important thing is community because being christian and being catholic is about being in communion um so you need a community um and oftentimes at mass when there are six seven hundred people it's kind of difficult for young absolutely. people to feel that community absolutely so just a little psa we are now officially signing father johannes as community <laughs> coordinator for mdd media amen <laughs> yeah. comment down below if you would like to see father johannes as our community coordinator <laughs> uh we want to flip the question over to you father francis what is one way that we can make the faith or help the faith be more engaging to our youth and young adults yeah um like what Father Johannes said, it's, you know, creating opportunities. Um, I would just rephrase it as encounter, uh, creating ways to encounter them. Um, and in that encounter, whatever that is, whether it's social media, whether it's a liturgy, it's mass or a retreat, um, we have to show like our joy to, to the young people um, and witnessing um, really being ourselves and being witnesses to Christ, to who we, you know, we commit to. Um, the, I think the, the sad thing about uh, our world today is that we don't, you know, show so much joy about what we're doing, um, whether, you know, you're a youth minister, whether you're a member or a priest. Um, there's, I, I see um, that there's a huge um, lack of witnessing and um, showing and uh, sharing the joy that we we have to to one another. 
Mm. Um, yeah, so just like what Pope Francis has been saying um, about you know sharing the joy to others, he even wrote an encyclical recently um, about you know the joy of the gospel, right? yeah. Evangelii Gaudium. We should really um, live up that 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 joy that Christ shows us um, in the gospels. Um, and one last question before we get into our listener questions, which will be rapid, almost rapid yeah, fire question. Definitely. Um, what is, you know, the church as an institution has been gone, has gone through a lot, you know, in, in, you know, years past and as of recently, uh, what is one area that you think the church as an institution can improve as a whole? Mm. Lady involvement. Mm-hmm. I think um, many people look at the church and they think, oh, it's an old man's club, especially mm-hmm. when they think about Rome, when they think about the Vatican. And Pope Francis makes it very clear that he wants laity to be involved. Yeah. He wants synods to decide things and not just Rome deciding everything. Um, and I think that would be re- a lot of people that I talk to, um, especially in Germany right now, they're mm-hmm. very... Um, frustrated yeah because they give so much into the church but then you know they have and they have that wonderful priest that lets them do that and then all of a sudden the parish priest changes Mm. and all of a sudden they're nothing because the new parish priest doesn't like the face or anything and they're out Mm. and and I think that's not the way you should do things I think really listen to the people have lay people involved like in Switzerland there's even lay people that that are the boss of a parish yeah and i think it's important to hear those voices and to have them involved that's great just i gonna want to ask a question to you father johannes like how were you inspired as your mom as a theologian seeing a woman in the church um who's very obviously very strong Mm. in her faith and very educated in that way how how do you see that she inspired you to see what women can and, Mm. and should be doing in the church um, and how, how is that influenced and what you see the possibilities to be? I think a lot, actually. My mom has always been close to the priests, but also I, I've seen my mom, she, she would never say, oh, it's the priest, I cannot say my opinion. She would always make her opinion heard. And she, mm, wow. um, I think it was through her that I understood how important lay involvement is. And um, she taught me so many things about theology that no priest ever showed me or taught me. So, um, and she showed me really how valuable women are and lay people are in the church. So she had huge impact of uh, my theological thinking. That's That's amazing. I love that. Absolutely. Um, Father Francis, what is, yeah. Yeah, so I think what we can work on, one fundamental thing is Catholic education, I would say, Mm. Um, because that's such a fundamental thing in every diocese. When I was in Mandalayne Seminary in Illinois, I had classmates from Wichita, Kansas, classmates from Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was surprised to learn that, for instance, Lincoln, Nebraska is um, similar to our diocese. As big. I think they also have 50 parishes. Oh, wow. Um, and such a small, um, maybe one county diocese as well, but they had close to 100 seminarians um, mm. um, in, you know, annually, they, they send wow. seminarians um, to different uni- um, seminaries uh, when we had only 10 at that time. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, what were they doing? And, you know, the, the diocese, their bishop 
um, gives um, Catholic education for free to all Catholics. Wow. Um, and the diocese um, subsidizes that. But um, they require every Catholic to, to tithe. So uh, it means that, you know, every Catholic should um, are required to um, give their donation uh, at a certain percentage of their, mm. um, their salary. Um, and that way, um, it, you know, whatever they have, they, they give Catholic education for free. Mm-hmm. And so they, it promotes vocation. It supports youth ministries. Um, in fact, m- many of their college students would go to Joint Focus where they have college students would go to Rome and to, you know, to, to do encounters, retreats, and stuff like that. Wow. Um, there's so much joy in um, the young people um, because they have experienced, um, you know, that fundamental thing which is Catholic education which we try to provide as much as we can here Mm -hmm. through our faith formation not necessarily those who are going to our private schools but again if we really work on that I believe that's um, one of the best foundations we can build upon seeds that we can plant plant in every parish absolutely so on our Instagram we actually posed a question to you guys Um, give us any question you've always wanted to ask a priest and you guys had lots of questions which is amazing to see we love you guys being involved and so we're gonna rapid fire hit these priests with the toughest questions you guys had for them and the questions you've always wanted to know Um, and so we're gonna rapid fire send them their way and pray for them (laughs) all right Kev you can take it away with the first one so the first one is um, role of women in the church and women priests or particularly why aren't there women priests yes okay um so i answered the question because we've already talked about my mom um so uh, women in the priests i think uh, women in the church i think it's um very important that women have leadership roles mm. um that is also something that Francis is really pushing. Um, there are now bishop conferences in Germany, for instance. The bishop conference, one of the highest-ranking persons in the Catholic Church in Germany, is a woman. Um, wow. There are women in Switzerland that are the leaders of a parish. Um, and I think there's still many, many options that we have where women can be involved and where women actually can have power. Mm. And um, women always had power, if you think about it. And, um, an ab- abbess, the mm-hmm. leader of a, of a monastery, mm-hmm. she was equal to, to, to a bishop. But yeah, obviously, I think women should have more leadership role because the woman, w- the church without women cannot exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Women are doing most of the work actually in the church. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they should have um, a prominent role in the, um, in the church. When it comes to women being priests, I think one of the reasons that we do not have that is just tradition. Mm. You know, at the time of Jesus, it would have been unthinkable for a woman to be um, to be a priest, yeah. Yeah. because a woman at the time she wasn't even allowed to have property. How mm. should it have worked then to be to be a priest? And traditionally, also one of the reasons is Jesus um, sent out the twelve disciples, mm. um, which traditionally was interpreted as only being male. Um, however, um, Jesus appeared to the women first, and he sent them, and they proclaimed the message. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should still keep on talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel that the time has not come 
for female priests. Mm. But um, in Germany, if you take a look at it, we are having a synod where the lay people are discussing exactly this wow. and where we're talking about this. And I think this is something we should be doing. Keep on talking about Keep it and not just say, okay, this, mm -hmm. is, this is a non-issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to add a little bit, um, you know, while we're at that, um, while we're not yet there, um, let us not forget, you know, our Blessed Mother Mary, um, how great she is, how significant she is, and how much um, impact she has in our life even today. Um, she did not receive the same um, mission that the apostles have, did not receive the same priesthood as um, priests and generations um, and even today had, but it doesn't mean, you know, it diminished her role. She is still has a great um, impact in our lives every day and which she doesn't need to have those titles to have those um, missions that um, all these apostles and saints, priests, saints, um, bishops today and all these titles that they have yeah. did not have to have those things in order to really have um, like her a woman to have an impact in our faith. Mm. Absolutely. Um, okay, going on to the next question. Um, is marijuana in moderation a sin? Uh, just an FYI, in California, it is treated as alcohol at this point. 21 and older, it is legal. Yeah. Um, I would not um, just classify marijuana. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And one um, statement there um, that classifies, um, you know, drugs or something that is um, addictive, um, they, um, you know, the practice of that, of course, it could lead to addiction, um, but I, I believe it's CCC 2291 wow. that says that um, using it in moderation um, or using it, it, sorry, using it uh, as a as therapeutic or medical for medical purposes does not constitute a grave offense. Um, again, if it's for therapeutic um, and uh, medicinal purpose that it's being used, it does not constitute a grave offense. Mm -hmm. And just like any other things that we consume, food, um, alcohol, uh, and any other things, um, we are always called to practice temperance. Anything in excess, more than what is enough, is always detrimental to not only our um, physical bodies, but also our mental state, our spiritual state. Absolutely. Can we just shout out that he quoted CCC by the numbers? That, that, was, that was pretty very impressive. impressive. <laughs> I did kind Thank of you. Look, <laughs> I looked it up earlier. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, our next question is, uh, what is your favorite form of prayer? Okay, um, my favorite um, form of prayer actually is Tizé songs. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of Tizé. Yeah. It's um, they take one sentence of the Bible or of a saint, mostly of the Bible, and um, they repeat that in music. So Tizé was for my vocation a very important place, and I used to go there every year with teenagers. Mm. Um, and that's sometimes what I do. I just sit down on the piano and I'm playing the music and I'm singing it and repeating it all over. One sentence, God is love. God is love and God is love. And you mm. sing that all the time. And this wow. for me is one of the most beautiful forms of prayer. Beautiful. For me, it would be um, 
the Ignatian way, uh, the daily examine, and putting yeah. myself in uh, the scriptures, um, where I can find myself in the characters of the scriptures, whether you know, next to Jesus or one of those um, present in the crowd. And I do that every day in the morning when I prepare for my homily. So I just put myself into the the situation and the context of the gospel and really find meaning into that in my um, in the context of my life. Thank you. Yeah, and our spicy Q&A that we did when I was eating hot wings, that was my favorite form of prayer as well, is the examine. Mm -hmm. uh, go Jesuits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, another question we have is, what's the hardest part about being a priest? You wanna go ahead? Okay. Um, I don't know that there's one thing. I think one of the hardest thing for me is that you have to follow where God wants you to be. So I ended up being in California, but I have no family here, no one. When I came here, I had no friends, I had no family, I had nothing here. Nevertheless, I felt that God is calling me to serve um, the people here, especially the Latino communities. Um, that sometimes clashes with what you want, mm. so I think this is hard. Um, but at the same time, it's beautiful because wherever I followed God's lead and wherever he, yeah. I felt that he's calling me, I always was happy. So mm. it's that. But I think the other side is the... the um, it's one of the most beautiful things of being a priest, but at the same time, one of the most difficult is that, you know, and you're going through all the emotions that you can have as human beings. Mm -hmm. You're there when someone dies, and you're there, um, you're going through that emotion of losing someone, and just an hour later, you're celebrating baptism, you're celebrating life or marriage, and this switch, sometimes I find hard. Mm. Um, because you're, which is also beautiful yeah. at the same time, but also hard because you're in one day, you go through so many emotions. Gotcha. Oh. And to wow. be emotionally present in each of those moments, right. fully present yeah. is, is Right, and you, you have to be there. There is no, you cannot just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying <laughs> uh, because you came from a funeral. No, I mean, the people that are, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have one, Father? Yeah, uh, so to me would be practicing what I preach. I think mm. that's tough. Um, I, and it, gets me each time I, I would g preach, I would um, give a talk. Um, for instance, um, I, was, I would be thinking of upgrading to the new iPhone, for instance, you know, every, <laughs> every two years, years yeah. and um, preparing for my homily about, you know, how materialism can <laughs> corrupt us, right? So, and many, all those things, um, you know, not just that, it's, you know, about um, you know, love for, for our parents, talking mm. about those things when I forgot to call my mom today or mm. I, I forgot to pray for my mom today or my siblings. So it's really tough to practice what we preach. Um, but we're mm. always called to, um, to humility um, and also, you know, generosity to even sacrifice for the sake of God's kingdom, yeah. even if it means you're going out of your comfort zones. That's beautiful. And last... Last two questions and we'll wrap up. Um, how should a volunteer, not saying that this is any of us. Yeah, um, it sounds like it's us. How it's should a volunteer <laughs> or staff member approach working with a difficult priest at their parish? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think first of all, I would try to talk to him um, and, and explain myself to him in a way that is not offending, but just to stay with, with the I and not with the you. Mm. You are doing, no, mm. I'm feeling. Um, this is how I feel when you're doing this and that. If that doesn't help, I would um, 
ask um, one of the other priests, would talk to them and would ask for help. Mm-hmm. And if that really doesn't work, then I would follow the structure of the church and would go to the bishop. But I think it's good to follow Jesus's advice to, you know, first um, talk to the person, yeah. then have someone else. And if that doesn't work, broaden it up and have more people. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Great answer. Um, okay. Last question is, do you remember what people have said in confession? I am grateful that God gives me the grace of amnesia because, um, you know, at some moments I, I don't have much experience. I've only been a priest for two and a or close to three years, but really it's, to me, it's a grace that I forget things, mm. um, which sometimes I'm shocked because I used to, I, I like memorizing things and names and things that I study, but when it comes to confession, um, at that moment when I'm listening to confession in my heart, it's like I'm my heart is crushing as well, um, and you know I'm asking the Lord um, why you know why did this happen? Especially people who sometimes you would recognize, but again with the grace that the Lord gives, you know you will see them weeks after or even the next day, and you would you would not even feel like you know you have judged this person because. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful the sacrament is. I think the sacrament of reconciliation does not only bring grace to that person who was forgiven, but also to the priest, wow. to the minister. That's awesome. So, I never really thought uh, of that. Thanks be to God. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we're going to conclude one last segment. We always ask our guests one deep question. There's a site. It's 200 deep questions. Um, these are not necessarily religious or spiritual. Uh, they're just 200 deep questions. So I want each of you to give us a number between one and 200, mm-hmm. and we'll ask you the question. Okay. Favorite number. 150? 150. 150. All right, Kev. And they do get deeper the higher the number. No. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Well, I know kind of the. Okay. So the question 150, and like I said, this isn't a. Uh, religious site or anything like that um is what do you think there was or what do you think was there before the universe came into creation wow (laughs) god i would say there was only god there was nothing else but god great that's awesome all right give Um, us a number (laughs) i'll go for nine (laughs) (laughs) my favorite number he really said let's make it easy Oh, okay. This is a great question. Uh, what makes you feel accomplished? Oh, good. Um, many things, but I think the most would be seeing people I ministered to in their difficult time and then s- seeing them the next time. Mm. Uh, I feel so accomplished that um, even though we had even people who complained about me, for instance, who questioned my homily. Um, and, you know, after that, we go through exchanges of emails about the scriptures, about um, maybe what I said wrong or what I said that was not inappropriate, but probably um, something um, sensitive. Mm. And even people who I feel like I'm having a hard time with, but after a dialogue, after some moments of um, conversation, 
um, seeing them the next time, you know, you feel like your friendship with them, you know, gets deeper and deeper. Mm. And I feel like, you know, I've done my job and whether you ministered to them, whether you also had difficulties with them. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys for being on our podcast and graciously uh, sharing your guys' stories and being vulnerable with us and really opening up the conversation of vocation wherever wherever we may be on our vocation journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And please know that, you know, we're, we're, our whole community of modern day disciples will be praying for you and your ministries at here at St. Catharines and at St. Mary's. Um, And please continue to pray for us and our ministry and all the youth and young adults of our diocese. Um, Yeah, absolutely. We normally ask our guests if they have any social medias that our listeners can follow them on, connect with them on if they'd like. Do you guys have anything like that in which people can reach you? Or the Francis just said we should follow what we what we preach, right? I said, <laughs> yeah, being a church that is on social media, but no, I am on Facebook, but um, it's not something that I like yeah. follow yeah. and work okay. with a lot of stuff about. That's fair. You can follow our um, parishes. Um, yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, um, we will link their parishes Instagram in the description below. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at MDD Media. Make sure to like and comment. Remember to smash that bell so you know whenever we post new material. Happy Sunday. (laughs) And get your booty to to church. Bye. Are you still there? Hello. Are you guys still there? Oh. Hello. We're here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye.